0: Mr Pop. I'm starting to really appreciate Bon Jovi because they make my lists a little bit easier. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music
1: with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello everyone, welcome to Rock and Roll. This is the Christmas edition, the final edition for 2021, but... It will not be any different. It will be a little little sprinkling of sport, a little sprinkling of uh, stardust, a little sprinkling of bullshit, all of that uh, rolled into the three people uh, that make up uh, rock and roll. I- I'm one of them. I'm Kevin Hillier. Uh, the man in the middle is Mark Fine. Uh, hello, Finey, broadcaster, raconteur, author, pool man. Uh, how are you going?
0: Yeah, very much pool man, last few days. Oh, bet. In fact, in fact I've done well enough that the daughter's in the pool at the moment, so... That's on that front.
1: There you go. Well done. You're keeping a nice clean pool. Well done. And the uh, the other member of the uh, the trio, of course, is uh, rock star broadcaster podcaster <laughs> nosecaster um, yeah. Brian Mannix plaster caster.
2: <laughs> Hello, Brian. Yes. Hello, darling, oh I'm terrific! Aren't you, Mister Subdued? Well, look, you know. I've had a pretty bad couple of years, really. I haven't worked in eighteen months. You know, at least I'm getting back to work now. My marriage is broken up. Freaking, my son's moved to Adelaide. Um, um, I got arrested, and now just. Broken my face, so you know it's just. I think if one more thing goes wrong for me, I'm really, really going to lose my shit. Um, chance that school, may
1: happen during this program.
2: <laughs> oh, look, I just, you know, God's testing me, and I just, took, I'm at the end of the test. All right, I well, let me, let me go to breaking news because
1: finally hasn't isn't across this, so I want to go to breaking news. Here it is, so direct from the pages. Here we go, direct from the pages of the Herald hey. Sun. Uncanny X-Men singer Brian Mannix injured after a wild day on Sam Newman's yacht. <coughs> a sailing trip with fellow celebs on Sam Newman's luxury yacht left 80s rocker Brian Mannix bloodied after calamity struck. Jackie Epstein reports.
0: Oh, good on you, Jack. <laughs>
1: good on, Jack. Rock star Brian Mannix is nursing a bruised and battered face after a day out on Sam Newman's yacht was rocked by wild weather. Mannix said he went nose first into the steppe on Newman's 66-foot yacht named Angst in the waters near Morris on Saturday afternoon. It got really rocky, but I wasn't drunk. I just want to clear that up, Mannix said. (laughs) The doctors say it's not broken, just an impact injury. It was a great day and I just came away a bit banged up. Newman hosted friends including Mannix, lead singer of 1980s band Uncanny X-Men, former manager Ricky Nixon and his partner Melissa Hoonth, footy high flyer Warwick Kappa, and aerobics champion Sue Stanley. Brian Mannix was left bloodied, bruised as a result. Mannix said he wasn't drunk. Newman said it was one of the roughest days he'd experienced with Nixon suffering (coughs) seasickness. Bullshit. (coughs) Bullshit. Sorry. We were anchored off Bay, Morris, and it started to get a bit wild, Newman said. I anticipated this, but by the time I tried to pack everything up and get anchor in, the wind had turned and it was absolutely feral. A very hazardous experience. A few people were sick and I told them to lie down and hang on to something. Ricky was very pale, which is unusual, as he's normally pink. (laughs) It's It's actually a very good good joke, Sam. Sue's got a history of being very balanced, so she was a great help. Mannix performed at a gig on Saturday night despite the injury.
2: Oh. Oh. Look, of all the weekends that I've had off... This you is know, the, the last 18 months, to have to go and work. I did three gigs this weekend <laughs> and have to go with a busted-up face. It's like, oh, great. Uh, let me continue. Thank you, God. Mannix
1: performed at a gig on Saturday night despite the injury. The 60-year-old rock and roll and life of Brian oh. Podcaster said he'd had a tough few weeks. I finally got to start working again and it was if it was a football game, they probably wouldn't have let me play, he said. I also... <laughs> I also sort of got arrested the other week for something I posted on social media, so I was pretty much at rock bottom and waiting for the tide to come in.
2: Well, <laughs> that pretty much sums it up, uh, I um, I think Jackie's done a pretty good job yep. with that. She rang me at 9.15 this morning and, you know, I'm half asleep at that point of the I day. I told her to ring you later.
0: Good Oh, she rang you. Ring you. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, we, we corresponded over uh, Facebook and stuff uh, and I said, no, he's got a gig tonight, ring him tomorrow but not early.
2: So well, apparently,
1: apparently 9.15 is not early for a Herald Sun reporter.
2: Well, it's pretty early for me, but, um, yeah, it'll be all there in the Herald Sun tomorrow, I suppose. That was online today, I guess.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah. I was getting phone calls yeah, from so, everybody.
2: Ah, oh, look, you know, it, it's, it's not painful, but just, you know, I just feel shit-ass about myself anyway. And then have your face all freaking frigged up as well, you know, like one of the few things I feel is that, well, you know, you're not the worst-looking 60-year-old in the in the world. And, you are know, I'm spewing Jackie Tolley, but I'm 60, but it's probably <laughs> I
1: knew you would be. As soon as I, knew I sort of knew thought, it. he'll be spewing about it. that. <laughs> you know. Typo. I
2: only, only look 38. I'm not a of 2. <laughs> um, uh, typo.
1: Yeah. Now, now, Brian, you'll be happy to hear this. Uh, Facebook and social media has gone off. Oh, really? really? Helen Van, Morn wrote, Van Horn wrote, Bit of foundation, mate. You'll
2: be right. Cool. Good on you, Helen.
1: Jay Brooks said, "Now you look like James Rain." <laughs> 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 uh, Julia Jones said, "Julia Jones said, you need someone to kiss it better."
2: Oh, I do, Julia. Get over to my joint right now and kiss it better, baby.
1: Shannon Half. he said, well, at least he didn't run over you and break your leg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good,
1: I? Um, I don't know what Glenn Smith's on about. He said, he said this is the price you pay, Mannix. Uh, well, I, don't, I, I don't quite know what that means.
2: Well, you know, probably it's probably some kind of karma, I guess. Um,
1: Mark Rothwell says, I'm sure he, meaning Sam, has the number for a plastic surgeon. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, please don't mess with those rock star, rock star good looks.
2: Oh, God bless her.
1: Mark Rothwell says, you look like Keith Richards. <laughs>
2: Well, I act like Keith Richards. Yeah, you but, do sometimes. Um, now I look like him. Yeah. And here's speaking no, of
1: good. typos. Margaret Johnson's got a beauty. She writes poor Sam and poor you. P o u r you. Poor me. Yeah. Oh, poor like me. I was as, drunk. As in poor, yeah. I don't. I think that's a typo.
2: But you won't. Oh, look, I reckon I had about four cans of beer or four, you know, stubbies in about four hours. Yeah. So you know, I was fine. It wasn't. It was nothing to do with drunk. Um, I had to. Do, I had a gig that night, so oh, I was yeah. keeping myself, you know. But um, I, you know, I challenge anybody to have stood up at that particular point and not gone ass over. But I,
1: mean, to I can't stand up on a boat when it's doing the water's not doing anything, let alone when it is doing something. Yeah, we have got a couple more. Um, Darren Young says those sea legs of yours aren't what they used to be.
2: Mm. Well, I used to go on a boat with Darren Young. We we're here and we'd go fishing in the um, the. The river thing near uh, Torquay Caravan. Oh, no, okay. So, yeah, Darren, we had a blow-up boat, so Darren knows what he's talking about.
1: And Darren also, well, Darren's at the head of a little conspiracy thing that's going on that says apparently the rumour going around is that you're pushed down a flight of stairs by a tall, hunched-over man with very large flapping ears and glasses. (laughs) Now, I I think you know what that means, Brian.
2: I think so, but um, look... Even though it's true, Kevin, I don't <laughs> wanna I don't want the police around here again. <laughs> um, you well, know, well, he um, put a meme of
1: Dan Andrews up with that comment, and I thought, mate, you're an idiot because <laughs> the way
2: oh, the way they react to
1: these things, you're likely to have a visit from someone,
2: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so anyway, um, I feel okay, um apparently, my nose isn't broken, and um well, it's good, you know, it's getting better. Um, but you know, gee whiz you you know. I've got nothing going for me at the moment and to just have your face rooted is um (laughs) just another thing that you just don't need.
0: You were very lucky though, Brian.
2: Oh well I could have been because um Dale Ryder, um, he had a terrible fall. It's two of the ab 80s have had a, a shock and fall in a week and we played at Meredith last week and it was Dale's birthday on Monday, and um he got up in the night because they stayed there because him and Tanya were having a romantic evening or something and good good for them because it's for his birthday. And he got up in the night with a cramp and ended up with his head going through the wall. Jesus. Now, Dale had a fall off a truck a few years ago and really severely damaged his neck. Yeah, I remember that. And so he's um, he stuck his head through the wall and damaged his neck again. They had to airlift him from Meredith to... Uh, the Royal Melbourne, where he's in his C3 is in all sorts of trouble oh. and they had to have an operation. And um, I hope Tanya doesn't mind me saying this, but um, take a little bit off his hip to fix his neck. But, um, you know, so as bad as. You know, my nose might look. Dale's in a worse position than Cheers. me. And, um, you know, he, he couldn't feel his fingers for a little while and I think he's still a bit numb down his right side. So we're all saying our prayers and hoping that he'll be all right.
1: Absolutely. Bloody oath. Good fellow. Um, really nice human being. Um, oh, I'm he's a great the best. bloke. He's, no, he's a really ripper. good
2: bloke. And, um, you know, he's been looking out for me when I've been a bit down and, you know, um yep. That's good. Cool. No, he's 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 a terrific bloke, and um, I just hope that you know he's gets yeah, better quickly. To
1: yeah, yeah. Now, why yeah. why why are you saying finally that the brama was was fortunate?
0: Oh, because he had sort of immediate expert medical help on the boat with Professor Warwick Capper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, has he got the ring of confidence? <laughs> he's got the new teeth. They, oh, uh, God. He looks like Chelsea Brown in a wetsuit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Imagine falling face first into that. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Didn't you fall
1: on top of
2: someone and then you got up and you fell over and that's when you hit the step? I fell on on Melissa and then, you know, as a bloke, the last thing you want to do is fall on a girl. So I quickly got up off her as quickly as I could but didn't get my footing right and then the boat rocked the other way. And because my footing wasn't right, I just went down like a bag of spuds. And um, it was mainly my forehead that took the blow, but my sunglasses cut my nose up and...
1: um, Uh, Is that why you
2: got the cut? I wonder why that... Yeah, I think it was the sunglasses. Um, So otherwise, if if my nose had taken the impact, it would have been smashed all over my face because it was a really, really hard impact. But, um, you know, as... uh, Many people have pointed out to me um, there were plenty of people in a worse position than oh, me yeah. and, you know, Dale is in, yep. you, know, um, you know, I'm praying for Dale and hoping that everything works out all right for him. But, um, you know, you can have a sook up about yourself, but you've got to always remember there are other people that are, you know, in far worse positions than you. I've got a beat-up face. Well, it'll heal in a week or two. Yep. It'll be okay. Yep. Absolutely.
1: All right. Uh, well, uh, there was, and you've made you made the Herald Sun. You made
2: Channel Seven News. You've uh, you, uh, any well, publicity is good channel. publicity, rock star. I might, I might just, you know, jump off from the podcast when somebody texts <laughs> No, you me that, won't. Um, well, I'll just go and have a quick look and I'll give you a report about it. I'll get Sarah to look at it so you oh, can well, give us a okay. report. Uh,
1: okay. So uh, what, what has your week been? Have you fallen into anything or had any uh, major calamities in your neck of the woods there, Finey?
0: No, no. I feel fortunate that I've been able to stand upright. Yes. Um, but I must say... Look, last week on Saturday, first of all, there was some protest in the city. I don't think that many people went, what are they protesting about now? I thought most of the things they were protesting about sort of we now do. There's mm. not that many restrictions. I think Anyhow, it's, it's, it's
1: anti-vaxxing and, uh, and something to do with legislation. It's, uh, uh, I mean, I think everyone's sick of all this rubbish now, aren't they?
0: Maybe. But they gathered in, some of them gathered in front of my house. Oh, mm.
2: Well, that was just because they wanted to meet you.
0: Yeah, I don't think they knew. Heard the pool was open. (laughs) So I sort of thought I'd go out there and it was a good time to hose down the driveway.
2: (laughs) So you had a piss. You had a piss on the driveway.
0: I must say, (laughs) this group, and they didn't seem to be any particular sort of uh, single group, they just were a few stragglers, were very polite, very well-mannered. Um, Apologise for being sort of on the property I said I went out there all sort of I'll show these so-and-sos but in the end I was quite taken aback by how polite and how friendly they were and I said no 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 feel free to sort of gather here and the weather started getting a bit hairy it was probably about the time Brian went down Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know I said if it you know, if it gets uncomfortable, I'll open the garage and you could sort of huddle in there. Oh, thank you so much. <sighs> that's yes. nice of you. But they were particularly polite. That's good.
1: Excellent. That's good. That's what we, all, we well, want protesters, not to have angst and attitude and be, you know, wanting to knock your door down rather than just yeah. being pleasant and trying to get
0: their point across. That's that's it's all about. And you know me, I'm sort of straight to the point. And I said, yeah, no worries, no worries. If the weather gets a bit rough, you can huddle in there. Uh, now, I just want to check, none of you are members of the Nazi party. No, no, we're not. <laughs> I said, I'm only joking.
2: Oh, good, good call.
0: <laughs> Did you ask them you what they it? were protesting about? Did you ask them what, what their point was or...? No. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no. I, I just sort of... Except people have got the right to protest, I'm not quite sure... Oh, the numbers aren't what they were, but yeah. So I went out there, all ready to hose them down, and in <laughs> the end, I deserved the hosing down because they're very, very well it. Good on them.
1: They weren't. They weren't members of the Greens who want to ban horse racing, were they? You
2: didn't yeah, check that. You know what I think of them. Oh. what are the frigging Greens good for? They just shit. Philip I just you know, play new. Oh, right, we've got the biggest bushfire we've ever had, yeah, because you wouldn't let us clear land. You wouldn't let us remove. You know, foliage. That's they—they—they are the my shit party ever. I could be <laughs> wrong, of course, but they are just a pain in the ass that just fucks everything up. <laughs> I mean that in a positive and constructive way. Yeah, I could tell.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um,
1: uh, the 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 logic behind banning horse racing. I'm sorry, just the the whole that whole story just. Had me scratching my head thinking, my God, what well, are, What do you feel Just
0: They're just ridiculous.
2: Is but it better to have a life than no life? Of course it is. Well, half of those horses wouldn't even be alive if it All wasn't of the, for horse they, racing. they they, 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 they breed them.
0: Yeah, they're
2: exactly. Horse so, okay, we'll just deny these horses any kind of life.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. No,
2: it's, it's and rubbish. apparently a lot of the jumping horses... They love jumping. They it's just it's in their in their instinct, you know. They, they always want to get the jumps done. But um, people I know from sports and stuff reckon that jumping horses they love to jump. And, yeah, they do. Yeah. Haven't so.
1: we? Is it Oak Ridge in South Australia? They've closed down. Oak
0: Bank. Yeah. Oak Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Onkaparinga. Um, you know they um, there's. I watch quite a bit of the foreign racing and there's this racetrack in France called PAU, P-A-U. Yep. And I saw one of these races on Sunday night, so this is the time of the year they're on. They're cross-country races. Yep.
1: They're terrific to watch.
0: So it's not just jumping over fences, it's jumping over sort of upper hurdle that's got a big flat top and through, they jump through these brushes, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yep. Well, I had an idea that they could sort of um, bundle together all the Greens and the anti-racehorse people and they could become a jump.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that. Oh, God, there's some – the the, the lunatic fringe sometimes uh, in modern society you you do, you scratch your head and wonder. Speaking of the lunatic fringe, have you caught up with um, a couple of – don't, neither of you are even close to seventy two, but a couple of rampant seventy two year olds have gone off of recent times. Have you caught up with the news about Rod Stewart? No, it's Rod He's got another baby on the way. No no well, no. No. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh he's uh he's avoided charges, but he was uh, he did go to court with his son. Uh Oh yeah, I saw that. Punching a security guard in, uh, in Florida because they wouldn't let him go into a theme park or something, into some kids' area in a theme park because he's at all the tribe with him. So he's got, you know, 10 kids under 10 or whatever Rod's got. So he's decided to, to lay one on the, uh, on the security guard. Yeah. And, then, and then the other one is 72 year old again, Rex Hunt mm-hmm. in the news. I, oh, you I saw didn't this? That. Okay, you so Rex, Rex was the ring announcer at the boxing. Uh, recently that oh, was, yeah. was held in Melbourne, um, and uh, Seb Costello was, uh, was I think, calling it or doing something, and uh, Rex was the ringmaster. Rex was sitting there just looking. Someone, this bloke, has picked up Seb Costello's satchel and taken it to the men's room, and Rex thought, well, that's a bit strange, so he's followed him in. And there's a big bouncer on the front
2: of the uh, the. He followed him into the men's toilet. He followed has him he? into
1: the men's toilet and mm, uh, walked in. Got a
2: moustache as well, okay. and, uh, said,
1: and said, uh, "Nice satchel." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Is it yours?" He said, "Yeah, of course it is." He said, "No, it's not. I saw you take it. It's not yours at all." So he got it off him, and the uh, uh, in the ensuing battle, um, the blokes thrown him on at Rex, missed him. Rex has hit him, sat him on his backside got the satchel, walked out, the big bouncer's standing outside. He said, you might want to go in there and clean that up. And next minute the bloke's being arrested and taken away. Costello's got his satchel back and 72-year-old Rex Hunt is finished the night as ring announcer and undefeated in his only professional bout.
2: So well, uh, I reckon Rex would have, That's the description of that story came from Rex, I would think. Correct. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I, I'd like to hear the guy that, supposedly got belted and stole the thing. I'd like to hear his side of the story as Ma- well. Mind you, mind you Rex we, we haven't heard from the step yet, Mannix. The what? The no, well, that's <laughs> true. But I remember when Rex, you know, Rex, there was somebody smoking a cigarette or a joint in front of the thing at Carlton one day, and he spent half of a quarter just abusing this bloke, didn't call the footy. And then there was the other time when he had to take his belt off to get through the airport after 9-11 or something and his trousers fell down and did he go on and on and on <laughs> about that? It was like, you know, um, I really like Rex's thing but, gee, I reckon he's pretty freaking full of himself. <laughs> Look, I hope I'm wrong.
0: I'm a bit of a mate of Rex's. Yep. Oh, and good. So well,
2: tell me I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, first of all, Rex has had some issues over the years. Um, um, Know some personal issues, Yep. but look, he's a bit of a target. As far as that story with the um satchel, let's not forget, not only is he an ex footballer and an ex commentator and an ex fishing guru, he's also an ex copper, absolutely. Yeah, but so that might have helped him. That's exactly um, what you said.
1: It was the cop, it was the copper's training that came out in him that um that instinctively
2: he went to see what was going on.
0: Yeah, well, occasionally. Catch up with Rex on the phone. He's funny. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I
2: love it. I love listening to what he's saying. But you know, the copper instinct in him didn't come out when the fourteen-year-olds in Byron Bay beat the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> where were the copper instincts then? Um, Might have been slightly outnumbered, Brian. <laughs> they're fourteen. Yeah. He's six foot five. You know, surely. Yeah, but he's anyway seventy-two. Looked, I don't. Know. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't seventy-two then. He was only about you know sixty-two then.
0: I do, I do, I do know. I knew a bloke. He's no longer with us. Who didn't like Rex very much. Mm. I couldn't tell you that much because later in life, sort of through Jeffrey Poulter, and I consider it good fortune. Again, some people would say not to have shared a few lunches with Bill Jacobs. Oh yeah. Well, he he only oh, refers yeah. to Rex Rex by he only calls him. Well, it rhymes with Hunt anyhow. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, sort of uh, bit bitter there in the 3AW calling box for a while, I reckon. One thing yeah, about man. Rex, you know, when I'm on the phone with him, I've done this a couple of times, he'll be telling me a story and I'll, I'll be listening and I'll go, Jesus. And he goes, no, 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 call me Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
1: I don't know Rex. I met him a couple of times so in terms of knowing him. I don't know him at all. But every time I've asked him to do something for me for a radio program or for whatever, he's always done it and always yeah, been, sex. Happy, to been, it, you, always been happy to do it. Stop it with you, Brian. It's always been happy to do it, and uh, and I've, I've I've always appreciated that.
2: I've not worked with. Look, I loved li- I loved listening to him on the when he commentated the footy and his excitement and stuff was gone. But. Um, I think I've met him briefly a couple of times and just, you know, he's, he's about as much fun as Chuck or Seymour, some uh, oh, hundreds and collectors to awesome. hang around with. <laughs> uh, you know, he was just grumpy. Who are you? Yeah, I'm, you're not worthy of me. Uh, I don't know. That's the way I felt, That you know, whether he intended that or not. But I've always felt surprised if he unworthy in his eyes.
1: Well, I reckon we're all unworthy of Bruce Springsteen. What about that? No, deal? Bruce
2: can get stuffed. What about chicken. that
1: deal? What's the deal with Bruce? Bruce has sold his catalogue of songs yeah. um, and lyrics, and uh, I guess the whole kit and caboodle. You know, pass it all up. Uh-huh. Give, give it to um, to Sony Music. I think was who bought it.
2: Right, uh-huh. five hundred million. Gee, that's not bad for four chords over <laughs> thirty albums, is it? Uh-huh. That's that's terrific. Dylan got three hundred million.
1: Dylan got three hundred million for his. Springsteen is getting five hundred
2: mil. Wouldn't that sort of piss you off that uh, you know what is he? He'd be seventy two punching the shit out of people as well, wouldn't he? he's seventy two. Yeah, everybody's seventy two now. yeah and um Mindy's 72. Well, yeah, I really need five hundred million not- now. Couldn't you give it to me when I was eighteen, you know, no, the kids will do well.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, it, it, it seems to be a thing where a whole lot of artists have sold their catalogues off because there's no longer – David Crosby explained it. He he sold his off because he said he can no longer um, – Make money pre- from it. Well, perform live and there's streaming oh, yeah. services you make nothing out of anymore. So literally the only value in his songs anymore is if he bundles the whole lot of them up and sells them to Warner or whoever he sold it to and got – he got an undisclosed amount. I don't know what he got, but they don't. They tend not to talk about them if they're under a hundred. Stevie Nicks got a hundred million for
2: hers. For she her, got a lot more than that, though. For her part of um, you know the way you know the way Stevie likes. To all work. right, stop it. Um,
1: <laughs> she got a hundred million. They, they paid through the nose for that, Brian. No, don't. she was out on her
2: ass before this. Yes, thank
1: you. <laughs> I knew it was coming somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's a that's just five hundred million for your catalogue of music. That's unbelievable. One good song. Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't, what made, is it? he hasn't made it into my Santa Claus songs, and he did a few of those. What's his one? What's the one you like? The river. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm. See, I love, I love Born to Run, and I love a song called Tenth Avenue Freeze Out, which was on that album. And after that, there's nothing.
2: Philadelphia, I think is, is Oh yeah,
0: better. no, no, that's good too, isn't yeah, it?
2: Sorry, yeah. that, that is that, good. That breaks my heart. That song. Okay, no, did. that
0: is good. Yeah, Sorry. I
2: agree. And with And my that. clothes don't fit me anymore. Uh, it's sad. Wow, yeah, it's a it's a very very powerful heartbreaking. song. Breaking. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not that that's big a fan. Worth a couple hundred bucks, though. You know, those <laughs> don't fit me anymore. I don't know about five hundred million. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a, a lot, lot of money, and he doesn't need it.
0: Uh, well, no, probably not. No, he's working class though. Still, isn't he? aren't yeah. like fancy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Working class. Yeah, still yeah, in that great.
1: little
2: lean-to in New Jersey that he grew up in. Yeah, yeah, that's in the,
0: right. In
1: the, the yeah, badlands.
2: Right. In the Badlands. Um, you know, we've got two and a half billion people on this planet without electricity, and we're just going to give Bruce Springsteen another oh, 500 million. Oh, yeah, but you million. can't live like that, Brian. You can't. What?
1: Well, he, he, you know, he, he, he that, that's the way the world
2: works. Well it's it's a shonky it's a shonky model. It's um you know we we we're projecting what's going to happen in 2050. We can't even project what the weather's going to be next Thursday. Well we're saying oh no this is going to happen and in the meantime we're not caring about 2 billion people 2.5 billion people. It's you know that's the way the world works and I think the world could work a lot better than that. No, I'm not. Gee, I'm, I'm deep not, today because I, my nose I'm broken.
1: not disputing He took a head knocked to the head, seriously. Well, I had a <laughs> knocked to the head. Probably going to get another
0: one if I keep this Jesus up. Jesus Christ, you <laughs>
2: it knock some sense into you.
1: My God. Oh, How did that God. happen?
0: I call Brian. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I uh, uh,
1: <laughs> want, want to mention the cricket. Um, Stephen Smith back as captain of Australia. Finding thoughts? Yeah, he did very, very good. Captain beautifully. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You didn't you didn't feel funny about him being captain again in any oh, way?
0: No. no, it would have been odd if it was somebody else. Who else could have done it in that team? Would oh, have been weird. I don't think anybody. Do Warner is the only
1: other one, but he's probably even more um, tainted than Smith.
0: Correct. Yeah. I mean, Smith really didn't do very much, did he? He just Isn't didn't
2: that? he didn't yeah. stop it. That was
0: the problem. Correct. You know, I mean, they really got taken to the cleaners. And poor old what's his name? He's the forgotten cricketer oh, out of all. Camp Bancroft. Oh,
2: Bancroft,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah he. Got um, uh, feel for him. Yeah, he'll never, he'll never darken the door of the Australian uh, dressing room again. I would have thought as a player, might as a, a mm. mate, but not as a player. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. They, in comparison to what happened to, to other transgressors in the same, with the same kind of, um, some with a worse record um, yeah. around the world. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, they, they did get. Hung out to dry. Well, we made them a, a moral example. We didn't um, – they were, they were yeah. fine for the cricket transgression and then Australia turned it into a moral thing where, you know, can't have people yeah. doing that.
0: Yeah. And I sort of The cr- cricket had gone a bit – they'd become a little bit sort of self-governing and insular and if it broke up – if it helped break up the New South Wales mafia that ran cricket, then it was probably worthwhile happening because it did a bit.
1: Yeah. I oh, know it did. No, it certainly didn't. And that, as you say, that's, uh, that's not about
0: hey, in Hey, when
1: you were playing cricket, did everyone in the ground, uh, uh, the fielding team yell out catch when
0: someone hit the ball in the air when you were playing? Yeah, probably. I'll tell you what they didn't do. They didn't use the term nicked off, which is now de rigueur for anybody who's caught behind the wickets. Oh, He got nicked off for 13. How did that all start?
1: I don't – it's not an expression I'm even – sort of – that has even ever been in my vernacular, to be honest. No.
0: You know, about 10 years Me ago – Me either. About 10 years ago, Cricket Talk gave us the in-expression, the in expression, oh, he made 123 not. Like they were too busy to say out after not. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand half the stuff that's going on with sporting rock. commentary. Yeah,
0: but I must say – I'm not a fan of his first name, but I was pretty impressed by Jai Richardson's comeback in the second innings. Libby Wealth, Jai, j-, j as it's spelt, J
2: J Y E. Is it J H Y E? Yeah, it's J H Y E. it's J H Y E. No, I knew it was yeah. funny. J. Do you remember Jai in Tarzan with um, the TV series? Yeah, was that it was that wasn't J H Y E? Was it? No, I think that was yeah. J A I. Yeah,
0: I'm used to we Jai. Did have to- we had jumping Tarima there for a while,
1: but he was JAI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The smoker.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and he, he ate KFC
2: was. and smoked. Yeah, he
0: was. Yeah, yeah. He was a I really.
1: He was a really funny fellow. He came and I interviewed him after the games in Sydney, and he was a terrific
2: character. Yeah, I, I met him. I met him, um, and the first thing I said to him was, "I said, you want to smoke?" He goes, oh, I "Can't. I've got a sponsor to to stop smoking." Oh, really? So good, so and I don't know how that. I worked always out. thought
1: he was going to go on and be like a Stephen Bradbury, be one of those sort of you know characters that uh, did well and yeah. won Olympic games and and went on, but he, he sort of disappeared off the face of the earth.
0: Well, That's the difference between winning silver and gold.
1: Yeah, well, that's probably true too.
0: Yeah. Do, you, do you want to hear a quick good story about smoking sponsorship? and? Yeah. Well, you know the Shane Warne story, do you? Oh,
2: yeah, he got caught smoking when he was supposed to be um, yeah, giving up. because,
0: you know, he got paid big money to quit. By Nicorette or someone, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: He was on a tour of India oh, when that yeah. was going on.
2: It's compulsory to smoke in India, I believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the players couldn't understand why after... A day of test cricket in 37-degree heat, Warney was always having 20-minute-long hot showers. Yeah. Well, they finally worked it out. He was sitting in the cubicle. He'd turned the heat up full blast so it was steaming. So he was the sitting there fully clothed smoke. smoking cigarettes. <laughs>
2: uh, I think even when he was on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, he, yeah, was, he was allowed to smoke. Yeah, and... I think Fev was on the thing, and yeah, Fev would have been having a fag too.
1: They were allowed to go out the back. That, that was part of Warney's condition to go in the junk because he was, wasn't he, an interloper? Didn't he get dropped in?
2: He wasn't. Yeah, in the, he wasn't there Katie at the beginning? Katie Donovan, it's like she's a smoker, but she was allowed to wear patches. But that was about. It <laughs> oh wow! Um, you to smoke them, Hey, hey? <laughs> can you smoke them? Well, you know, I just
0: you can if you're in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I've well, seen, you know, I'm heading there.
1: I've seen, I've seen. Well, that's the next step. I've seen footage and photos of you in uh, in recent times of uh, you back on the on the darts. Oh no, and
2: it's dreadful. I, um,
1: your version of "Fly Me to the Moon," which adored Facebook today.
2: Yeah, um, punch me in the face, let me <laughs> see a lot of stars. Yeah, don't go on Sammy's boat or in dirty, filthy bars. In other words, <laughs> I'm out of luck. In other words, my face is He's beat. Far. Right. Yeah. Yes, thank All you. All right. Sorry, you've got, you got two F words in there to you. Yeah, you're doing yeah. well. Yeah, are doing well. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try and be you, better.
0: You know, I have the occasional dart. And I'd, still, and I, have oh, yeah. And somebody pointed out. Finally, you haven't given up smoking. You've just given up paying for <laughs> it. But, <laughs> yes. but, um, I went to the footy once with Gilbo and Darren Berry and Shane Warren and Shane at what is now what's it called Marvel Stadium. He knew all the little nooks and crannies where to have a cigarette. So we went and had a cigarette, <laughs> and he smoked what. Was then called Dunhill Reds. Oh, oh yeah, all oh, G strong busters. ones, strong ones, sixteens. And I said to him, "God, how do you smoke these?" And his response, quick as a flash, try bowling forty overs in Pakistan and smoking a pack of them a day. mate."
2: good God! Quite make a unique any sense to me.
1: quite, quite a unique athlete. Shane oh sure, yeah
2: well, it's yep. not often you get a sort of overweight smoker as an elite athlete but, um, you know. <laughs> Who, the- whose
1: eating habits were disgraceful I, I, yeah I had a meeting yeah. with you one day in the at the bar at the Hilton hotel um and we, we were gonna order like from the, the bar menu you know a sandwich of, of whatever you want to get yeah he ordered he ordered two pieces of bread and then he got the you know the um, peanut bowl that they put there for you to eat with the peanuts and the green oh, things and no, all
2: that. Oh yeah, all covered in piss. I,
1: I, I'm serious. He got he got the stuff out of that peanut bowl and put that in the sandwich, and he had that in the sandwich. I think I had a steak sandwich or a ham cheese sandwich or something like that. And like <laughs> had you know like an egg sandwich, and he ate two pieces of bread with the filling from the uh, the the bowl the the peanut bowl. I thought, my god! And two di- uh, two diet cokes. I think. Well uh, we're the doing bread. a deal with him to you know be the cricket expert on Triple M back in the late or late 90s I think it was early 2000s. Yeah. Well,
0: well that that day we went to the cricket, out to the footy he very we went out afterwards for a bite to eat went to Romeo's in Torrec Road. Yeah. And he very very gentle lovely bloke really is. He, yeah. he he shouted everybody. Now he ordered himself a, a Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> And oh, he's so um, exotic
2: with his taste. <laughs> well, well,
0: well, he was at pains to point out to the waiter, he goes, don't put any herbs on it. Make sure there's no oregano on it. <laughs> Are you sure there's no oregano on
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Yeah. A most a most unusual athlete yet with a cricket ball in his hand? Unbelievable.
0: Absolute genius. Yes.
2: And, and the funny thing is, right, this is we're talking about the world that we live in, Kev. Yeah. Well, we're prepared to play a bloke that can spin a little red ball. Probably five times what we'll pay a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon. And you know, where's our perspective here? Oh, um, I agree. You know, paramedics deserve more money than somebody playing cricket. I, yep. you know, I don't know. But, I agree. You, know, you, you see my point.
1: Yeah, and we and the people who run the country, we pay them peanuts really in the corporate world and they're actually running the country and making decisions about what vaccine we get put in our arm and what, you know, but what borders get closed and what things get done here and we pay them
2: crap. Because we pay them peanuts, we get really mediocre people. Well, yeah. And, you know, like the best people who, you know, in corporate, you know, I don't know, Alan Joyce. I don't know, I think he's shit. He lost 236 million. Oh, the kindest bloke, yeah, or he gets yeah, 20, but, 20 million a year or something. Well, nobody's worth 20 million a year. Well, you know, why would you take There's the pay Two million to run people the can't even have a clean glass of water and electricity and are giving this bloke 20 million a year. I just don't. I think we need to have a good hard uh, look at ourselves.
1: I think you need to go on Sam's boat again. <laughs> so you,
0: you, you've, been, you've been knocked socialist. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Um. <laughs> oh my god, that would <laughs> be his, right, right. That
1: would be his worst nightmare. There could not be a worse nightmare for Brian Mannix than that.
2: Well, you know. I gave most of the money from a gig back last night. I just handed it out to everybody. Uh, no bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that reminds me of that great line in. I, I remember Eddie Murphy said. I can't remember what Murphy what movie it was, but somebody was begging and said, um, "Money for the poor." <laughs> he goes, "We is the poor." <laughs> that,
1: that was trading places. <laughs> Uh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Dim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good movie. Hey, uh, now Christmas songs, Christmas time, we're all getting oh. ready for that. We're all, uh, you know, I've got little decorations up behind me. You can see on the screen that we're working on tonight. Um, so are you all ready for Christmas, Brian, or as the as the,
2: um, as the well, the calamity? I, I made the suggestion, Kev, but um, I was just sitting here 10 minutes ago thinking, oh, what are we doing today? What chart so are we I, doing? <laughs> I, yeah, I've, so um, probably a better- With Finey and give me a little bit of time to think. Okay. So you you even go before me. Are
1: you all Christmas armed and dangerous, Finey? Well, I'm ready for this. Yes. Uh,
0: Ready for, we've got some people coming over, we've got people for New Year's Eve because we've got the fireworks on. Nice. And we had organized, we wanted an an easier New Year's Eve. So we organized this Japanese restaurant to supply us with some food. Yeah. And they rang us up yesterday and said,
1: because they can't get any staff, they're closing over Christmas, New Year, so. I spoke to, I did a, a function at uh, the Albion Hotel, uh, which is owned by the Darcy family and, and David yeah, yeah. Swan, a few people, uh, for at least 20 men during the week, and I spoke to Matt Darcy about, I said, is the staff situation as bad as everyone keeps telling me? He said, it is atrocious. He said, hospitality they stuff, anyone. they can't get people at all, and when they do get people to come in, so it's COVID. Well, they, they've, got a, they've got a list of demands. This, I won't work Saturday after 10 I won't work this day I won't do this uh, I need this I have to have this time off and all he said it's just it's unbelievable it's like they've got a gun to the, uh, the the head of the people who own the establishments
2: might be a good time for me to become a waiter
1: well you get a you get 10 jobs well you get 10 yeah, jobs I and, and it's um it, 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 Matt was showing me this room that they've got at the oven. He said, I've got four people who work in this room now. I should have sort of doubled that, but I just can't get anybody to, to work in there. So that's, wow. well, that's buggered yep. up your New Year's Eve. That's no good.
0: Oh, well, we'll work something out.
2: Okay. I don't even have a gig on New Year's Eve. You don't? No. Um, Scotty had me on hold and I said, right, and then I got offered a gig with the Androids and I said, no, 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 I'm already... I'm already booked and then that book got cancelled, so I think I'll just be sulking at home. I oh, actually,
1: this afternoon I've seen an enormous amount, not by enormous amount, probably half a dozen um, people involved in the music industry talking about gigs being cancelled.
2: Yeah, it's still happening. Um, I thought we were over that. Well, that Bellarine Peninsula thing, that, you know, I had the gig postponed and yeah. I couldn't do the Sunday. But um, I believe James, our mate, bad boy for love, not angry. Um, James, the yeah. acoustic one, his day was cancelled. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Probably people.
1: A couple of people read. I've spoken to about ticket sales for different events. They're not going as well as they'd thought. Yeah. Um, with some of the some of the shows. So, have you? Well, you sit in front of the television for fifteen minutes and you see ads for ten shows. Frozen, Moulin oh. Rouge, um, uh, for the Harry
2: Potter. I uh, yeah, then- absolutely hate to be a, a, a theatre producer at the moment because you know to run one of those shows it might cost you a million dollars a week, and um, you know to have this uncertainty. But it's bad enough with a rock band. You know, getting back to there's somebody always worse off. Well, being a theatre producer at the moment I think would be the worst yeah. position you could possibly be in because you could be losing a million dollars a week, maybe $2 million a and week.
1: It, and it seems like we haven't worked out whether we should have masks on inside or whether that's going to become law again or what we're doing. So everything seems to be again in that
2: that state of flux, that state of confusion. So why would we ever say that you can't argue with the science? Because, listen, the scientists can't even tell us whether to wear a mask or not. Yeah, well, that's true. So, you know, you can argue with the science and that's what science is. It's arguing, it's questioning the tradition. So everybody can get stuffed. I'm so angry with my broken <laughs> face and everything that's happening.
0: <laughs> I knew it I'm would have come to back
1: to that. Years. Hey, uh, three I'm, good and bad uh, Christmas songs. Finally, lead us off with your, uh, with your, your bad ones.
0: All right, all the three bad ones or Well, no, 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 no. No, no. One bad, uh, no hang on. One one bad one. Bad now, one good. No, I just want to check, do you have a list of good
1: ones? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I do. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yes. It was, that was only last week. Yeah, I okay. know. I know. I get it. Third bad one. Mm. And you know what? I'm starting to really appreciate Bon Jovi cuz they make my lists <laughs> a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> Idiotic collection of screaming, <laughs> self-important brothers and half brothers and twits. <laughs> so, if they're going to cover a, a Christmas song, have a guess which one they cover.
1: I reckon I was reading about this today. Um, is it a Leonard Cohen song?
0: No, it was something
1: Rudolph.
2: Was it be Rudolph the Red Nose? It's, it's called Backdoor Santa. Oh, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need gay sex involved in freaking Christmas, you know. Nothing
0: gay about it. One of the lines is, um, I'll look after your daughters, you look after your sons. So What? Well, that's one of the lines, you know, something along those lines. It's got fake crowd noise. It's got It's as though it's done in some amphitheatre. It's probably done in the waiting rooms of a recording studio embarrassingly by this band. It's called Backdoor Sander and it's okay. atrocious.
1: All right. I'll have to check that one out. I'm not, a, I'm not up with the one. The, the song I was talking about is um, I was doing some uh, reading for some, another interview I did today. Um, they did a cover version of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I thought, oh, really? God, I, I, I don't ever want to hear that. Couldn't he stuff that up? Oh, oh ruin
2: really,
1: really a good song there. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic song to be sung by a really good singer not to be massacred by, you know. With
2: the with the fake You give the thing. <laughs> I like the fake I, growl. I, I like oh. living on a prayer. I don't like that one, but I like living on oh. a Oh. Yeah. Got uh, a loaded guitar on his back. What yeah. The, <laughs>
1: <what
0: the hell. laughs> right, I watch you a good one, funny. Um I tell you what. When you hear this song, you'll be—unless you've never heard this band before—you don't need to be told it's by the Pogues. It's Fairy Tale in yeah, New York.
1: It's a great song. It's a great
0: song. And that is so Pogsy. Yeah. But it is a good song, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. It's a good song. I had to listen to that one. Had to listen to a lot of Christmas songs last night, uh, uh, preparing for this. Good oh, um, on you, Kev. Oh, there's. Oh, I'm so. I'm not a carol person. Geez, some of the carol, the the, the kind of you know. Uh, smooth-o versions by different singers of some of the carols and stuff. God, you, you want to vomit.
2: It really is. It, some of them really are awful. Oh, this shit. Why Cabbage just sent me the news report? <laughs> what's, on the, what's happened on the Channel oh, 7 News? Goodness. All
1: right, uh, now, my, my number three, Bad, and I I hope I don't gazump you, Brian. I know you don't like this song, but I, I've got to include it, and it, it makes it at number three because... It's it's not quite as bad as the other two I have, so it has to be at number three, and that's don't they know it's Christmas?
2: Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Oh God, I've had to sing that. Yeah, I saw well, uh, I saw
1: some footage of you singing it with Scotty and Sean Kelly, I think, on the weekend. But I only do
2: one line, and I just do the the Bono line. Thank God, do that at them instead of you? And then we were doing rain. And I've got one line in that, so I did the same line. Thank God he's <laughs> out it there. And then it was another song, and I said, "No, nope, I'm doing the same line again, <laughs> So that was kind of funny for us. I don't yeah. know how the audience felt about it, but um, yeah, I reckon that's a pretty much of a dirge. I think that's fair enough.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Not. I just find it uh, try hardy. Uh, and my number three good. Gee, I've got a lot of good ones. Um, and are we uh, oh, yeah, okay. The, the, well no, I'm gonna put um I'm gonna I hope I don't gazump you again, Brian, with this one. Number three is Slade, Merry Christmas, everybody.
2: Good or bad? Good. Yeah, okay. I'm good. happy with that. Yeah, it's no, in my no, greens. Fine.
1: It's in my greens for good. So um uh yeah, that's my number three. Good. It's beating out some very, very, very good songs
2: in there. Uh righto, yours. Um, okay. No, I know what my number one worst is. But I think um anything by Mariah Carey
1: is. I reckon Fine's gonna be
2: all over Mariah is, Carey. <laughs> well shit bang. She always comes out and says that, you know, she I wrote this song. No, she co-wrote the song. Mm. And I'm thinking she just came up with a couple of Christmas words. But she always presents some sexy freaking thing, even when she's overweight. You know, it's like Come on, babe, put some clothes on and yeah. just sing, you know. You've got a good voice, but, no, nah, she shits me. No,
1: she, so. did, she, but she does that thing that it now irritates the hell out of me that you, I know you don't like, and that's that vocal gymnastics
2: thing. Oh, just over-sing the yep. shit out of it so you yep. can't understand Merry, the yeah, words. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just say Merry yeah. Christmas, for Christ's sake, you know, and get on with it. Yeah. I was having a fine, he seemed
1: I, to have I don't know, we seem to have lost him? Now, Whether his battery went flat on him last week um, about with about 10 right. months to go. But I'm hoping that uh, okay. it came back. Uh, and you—that's um, your bad, and what's your good?
2: Um, I'll actually—I'll say, um, the one that I sang at the um, the uh, my music bowl, Chris Carroll's by Candlelight. The one that got Barbara you into trouble, Joe Camilleri and the shit. Well, uh, I think it's called Rockin' Christmas or something like that, but. You'll be rocking in your stocking when you see my big surprise. You know, I'm singing that in front of little kids. You'll be rocking in your stocking when you see my big surprise. Um, it doesn't sound like it's about presents at all to me. It <laughs> sounds like it's about. I'm going to give oh, you. you think? A root. I'm going to give you a root for Christmas. Yes, and um, well, you know, it's probably cheaper than buying a present, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to say that is my number three good. Okay. Now, you're number
0: two, Finey. Right. My number two, bad. Well, of all the Christmas carols and songs, this is my most hated anyhow. But when it's done by Ashley and Jessica Simpson, it really becomes unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> to hear little Ashley and Jessica going, bum, 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 bum. I guess that's got some appeal, but Little Drummer Boy by those two.
2: Yeah. Oh. By anybody. It's the yeah. worst Christmas song ever. There was no freaking drummer boy. Either.
0: I am a little drummer boy. Have
2: you ever heard I a good did. version of that? No. Joan Jett did a rock and roll version of it and it was horrible. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah. We now,
1: Ashley it. and Jessica Simpson, is, there, is Jessica Simpson the blonde one who was, what was she in?
2: Is that who I'm thinking of? She has had her own show. Yes. Yeah, she yep. had Ocean Chicken and she thought um, she was an idiot. Okay. She was in um, the Dukes of Hazard movie playing Daisy. Oh, okay. Number two, Finding You Good.
0: Okay. Now, this song, when it was a huge song, I did not like at all. But you know what? Sometimes things slowly grow on you. Mm. So I went to YouTube. It's had 666 million views, so it's not a discovery. Jeez. It's Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah, I well, like I it.
2: People like it, yeah. I it's like great it. I don't mind I'm it now. I don't mind it. Didn't like it at the time, but no, I can. Yeah, that's exactly,
0: exactly
1: how, how I. With it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear it in. I hear it in the supermarket a lot, um, and it doesn't annoy me as much as some of the other stuff that you hear when you're walking around the supermarket at Christmas time. So, yeah, that's I'm, about right. Yeah, yep. I'm with you. All right, Brian, two and two, two and well, two.
2: Well, I I'm kind of get zumped because the um, the little drummer boy is the most shit song ever. <laughs> um, you know. You're gonna go you read with Bowie? The Bible. You read the Bible, and I you know, I'm not saying that standard of journalism was really terrific when the Bible was being written. <laughs> it's not good. Especially now. when you wait 20, 30 years to write it. But as far as I know, there were some wise men, there were some some shepherds, there was Joseph, there was that. There's no little prick banging the drum away, and if you're banging the drum away, you know, there's a brand new baby here, needs some rest, and you'll come in with your friggin' drum, you little asshole. You can get stuffed. Just get out of the manger because you're a prick. So Little Drummer Boy is, I, I friggin' hate that song. Okay. Second best Christmas song, well, this probably will surprise a few people, but it's, it's one of mine. It's called I Won't Be Home for Christmas and uh, gee whiz, that's, uh, that's terrific. And when, that's, how's that one go? Well, it's actually, it's, it's not really a song about Christmas. It's a song about a relationship breaking up. But the key tie-in lines is that, well, I won't be home for Christmas, but it's really about a relationship breaking up. Oh, and it's, okay. And even though it's like a ballad lyrically, Some really rocking guitar in it, and did you um, write it? I wrote it with a guy called Steve Harrison, and then i I had some time left over when I was recording four other songs with Casey Donovan and um, Maxi War and stuff, and they said, "Go on, do another one." I'll pull this out, and yeah, I think we played it on the show before, Kev, but um, um. yeah, it's it's. has got a video of me with you know Mary and Jesus and all that stuff. You okay. know, it's 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 pretty. John F. Kennedy and Delvis and oh yeah yeah yeah, died. yeah yeah I know. Yeah yeah yeah. Do, yeah. do not. Anyway, I reckon I'm basically just saying that so people bother to go and have a listen to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was a good one. Um, number two, bad. Didn't um, you do that. Didn't um, you look, you I think do you've better got to find. Point? Get on YouTube, Kev, mm-hmm. and there's and I'll find it for you. Um, Sue Stanley's just sent me a message, making sure I'm okay. Good on it. Um, look, I'll come back to that. All if right. you go to go to Finny, because no, I'll go give you the exact link. Because I think you should play this. It's it's a guy like David Ty. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get the <laughs> yes. down. Well, he's doing a Holy Night. Oh right. And this is just so friggin' bad. You know, if you got your family over for Christmas and you want them to go home, bang this on. Whack it on and off you go. I will, I will find it okay. and uh, let you know. Well, if
1: you don't find it now, we'll whack it on at the end of the show if we can. Now, Please my number it. two is uh, Boney M. Oh, Ooh. God, I, I hate Boney M. We've lost Fanny again. Hopefully he'll come back. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I, Boney M have annoyed me. I can't think of a Boney M song that I would actually not physically walk away from the area uh, if it was playing, uh, no, nothing they've ever done, Rasputin, Rivers of Babylon, everything annoys me.
2: I um, can see you making out with a chick to no, no, never, no? Never, no, no, never, okay. never, oh, never, never, yeah. never.
1: No. So, she Mary's Boy no. Child, when they did Mary's Boy Child. Oh. Sorry, that was yeah. like, that was El Stinko Enterprises Presents, and uh, never, never to be on the door of the, uh, the Hillier
2: Mansion, I can tell you. Do you know what that song though? Have you heard Sylvie Paladina Oh do it. yeah,
1: it's a it's beautiful. It's
2: it's oh, it is God. it is one of the great songs to
1: showcase your voice and your and your your, your sort of vocal prowess. I Sylvie's got a beautiful Belinda. voice.
2: She is possibly one of the best female singers in Australia. I oh, just and I, I
1: actually I love her. I wouldn't argue if you said that, I would not would not be No. Put up a defence against that. Is she single, Kev? Could I take her out No, I don't think she is, and no, you can't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, She likes them in unbruised and battered. Uh, Oh, right. Told me that on several occasions.
2: Yeah, she has her fish grilled, not battered. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly right. Hang on. Um, So Mary's boy child, uh, that is my number two in the bad one. Fine, he's doing okay. a tour of the house now. Either that or he's on a bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. And my number two good oh, there's so many songs I could choose from. Uh, I love Darlene Love's song. I've always loved that. And I believe that Linda Bull's done a ripping version of it too on the new Paul Kelly album. Um, and you're going to hate this, Brian. I'm going to go for the Eagles. Please yeah, come good. home for Christmas. It's beaten a few what? other good ones out. But, yeah, I'll put that in. I like Henley's voice. I always have liked Henley's voice. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, and I, I think he sings it really well. It's quite a good little song, so I'm going to have that at number two, just ahead of Mr. Hankey the Christmas Pooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> had to mention that one. Righto, finally. number ones. What have we got?
0: Well, number one bad. I had been gazumped, but I kept quiet. I held my counsel, as they say, mm-hmm. and uh, don't they know it's Christmas. What a patronising song <laughs> that is. Yeah, you know, millions of people are starving in Ethiopia. What? Don't you know it's Christmas? Surely there's a, a turkey somewhere. You idiots! Um, uh, you know Bob Geldof said it's in the two worst songs he's ever heard, and he was Bob, he was the man who wrote it. <laughs> oh God,
1: that tells you something, doesn't it? Um, yes. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Not a fan.
1: Well, I'm sorry to you, but uh, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased, no, no, I'm pleased no.
0: you've got it so high on your list. Yeah, well, there you go. And number one is pretty obvious. It's I I think I'm going to make Brian happy because it's John Lennon's Happy Christmas, or what people know as So This Is Christmas. But especially now, you know, during these times where it sort of talks about next year being better than this one. So I reckon I reckon you listen to that and you sort of go, Yep, let's let's hope. Oh John and Yoko got it right. Yeah.
2: I think I think what's really cool about that song is um so this is Christmas and what have you done and what have you done I find that a really really strong thing is like did you waste the year or not? Yeah,
1: he doesn't yeah. say that to you, but he actually questions. Yeah, it's a yeah.
2: and yeah. I think that's the poetry of it. But um, another year older and a new one just begun. So it's like, did you waste this year? Well, don't waste next year. And I think there's yeah. subtleties to that that are, are terrific. And, um, no, good calls. Finally, I'm glad you put it in there. Yeah,
1: that's
2: good. You're upside down, by the way. Yes, it doesn't I, matter. I don't care. You're number one, work. Brian, uh, good and bad. Um, my number one bad is this version of Oh Holy, Holy Night. I will get my daughter to send you the link or to send me the link yep. so you can play it at the end of the show. Is that the traditional Oh Holy Night song? But it's this Asian guy and he can't sing. And it's okay. just <laughs> like my auntie who just recently passed away, another thing to be freaking depressed about, my last auntie died. But anyway, she was a nun. And we put it on at Christmas and she, you know, after 10 seconds she said, look, turn this off. This is blasphemy. And Oof. you know, it's it's that, it's that bad. It's better than it's better than take the pleasure down. <laughs> it's it's worse uh-huh. than that. So that's my number one bad. And once again, my number one good it's not really about Christmas, it's about jail, but I'm going to go with um, How to Make Gravy by um, Paul Kelly. I just think it's a beautiful song and it it makes you look at Christmas a different way because here's the guy, he's looking at Christmas and he's not going to be there, rather than most Christmas songs are all, oh, you know, we're all together, we're all happy and that, but here's a song that actually says Oh, shit. You know, I'm not going to be there, say hello to the kids. And, um, yep. oh, you know, I normally make the. I think it's just a, a beautiful song. Yeah, it's it's a not good song. really a Christmas song, but I think it's great.
1: And it, uh, I do believe today is officially around on a whole lot of radio networks and that it's it's called the Gravy Day. So they have yeah, Paul go. on to do a whole lot of stuff. And, and I think. I was reading the other day, that's where that Linda Bull song that I was talking about, her version of the Darlene Love thing. Um, they've updated uh, How to Make Gravy. He's written a new song for for now uh, as well. So it's a new album uh, that he's got out, which is, um, is around the place now that I'm, I'm going to check into. And everyone should. Uh, I'll finish my number one uh, bad. Uh, all I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey, and anything Mariah Carey touches, my God almighty, talk about, to take you from ho 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 to ah, oh, she does it in uh, in about ten seconds flat. I I just and the television stations are promoting that they've got a Mariah Carey Christmas night special on.
2: Why? Why would so we play watch the that
1: other channel? Well, why would we play that? We've got you know. You just mentioned you were just talking about Sylvie Paladino and what a talented and great oh, she's singer wonderful. she is. Why don't we spend some money doing a special with someone like her and Casey Donovan and people who yeah you know.
2: Instead Some of, of our of this talent, dirty, freaking American mole. <laughs> well, she's had a few. Oh, right, she, there's no, we don't know. No. The reason she got started, Kev, she was going out with Tom, Tommy Matola, yeah. who was the boss of CBS Records. And so she's rooting him. And of course, you know, well, she was married to him, yeah, she was allowed Michael to Jackson, do that. Brian. Yeah, but I think it influenced, you know, the way the world. Right. Romy Matola made her a star, right? Okay, and just because you know she was. A All right, a that's when you get I, I, your she's point. She's not a rufter anymore. No, she's correct. Just go and have some grandkids and get out of my life. Right. So my number one good mm. uh,
1: is always been my favorite Christmas song forever and a day. It's Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. It just makes me feel good. Feliz what Navidad. It Feliz Navidad. Hmm. Which I think is Spanish for uh, "want to wish you a merry Christmas." It's just a, it's just a really really good song. It's up, it's bright, it's happy. It's uh, just uh, it, every time I hear it, that's I'm at Christmas. I'm at Christmas time.
2: I'm there. Yeah. So I think that, Silent Night probably deserved a mention at some point. See, I I, a, I,
1: there's a couple others. I love. I love the Carpenters' "Merry Christmas, Darling." I think she sings the, the house out of
2: that. Anything the Carpenters do is
0: great. Did you, did you see Jose Feliciano's giant Christmas tree that he made for? The Spanish people? No, I didn't. Neither did he. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, You'll did I walk into coming.
1: that or not? Did I? No, just? I guess beautifully done! So that is uh, that is rock and roll for twenty twenty one boys, uh, and oh. uh, we're done. Uh, uh, thank you both. Um, it's been fun.
2: I've, I've, thank you, Keith.
1: Had a good time. this year. it has been good fun. Yeah, yeah
2: it's been we, great. We, we, we've had some some lows. But we've had more highs than lows, I think. I think that's true. I think we that's had one true. dreadful episode where just nothing seemed to work. Um, <laughs> oh, but, which particular uh, one was that? <laughs> uh, probably every second one, to be honest, Kev. But, mm, um, mm, look, true. I'm going to send you the link to this this particular version of "Oh Holy Night," and well, I think we'll, we'll you try and finish send this me hour. the
1: link. And if you give me the link, we'll put it on the end of the program, so people will be about to listen to that right now. All oh, right, they're going to enjoy just it. Just well. sit right back, and you'll hear a tale—a tale of a faithful slip that started from a docklands porter aboard this massive ship. Oh. Mano, Mano's a mighty sailing man. The skipper—he's just Sam. Five hundred passengers set sail that day on a three-hour piss-up. On a three-hour <laughs> piss-up, <laughs> the weather started getting rough. The Tiny massive ship—no, though no, the massive ship was tossed. If not for reference. the courage of the clueless crew, Mano would be lost. The Mano would be lost. The ship <laughs> set ground on the shore of the Millionaire's Magic Isle with Sammy Boy, the Capper Two, <laughs> the Chicken Train, and his significant other partner. <laughs> <laughs> the aerobic star, the fossil and lucky Phil here on Nanex's Isle.
2: <laughs> well done, Kev. Well done. That's lovely true. work. So yeah. uh, that's uh, we'll
1: finish on that. Uh, Merry Christmas finally to you and, and Nat and the family and uh, the tribe. Have a great time. Have a great uh, Christmas and uh, I hope you salvage New Year out of the Japanese disaster and, uh, and we'll see you in uh, 2022.
0: And all, all the best to the Hilly. a big thank you to all of our listeners. Yep. they've put they've put up with a heck of a lot.
1: Um, <laughs> Have they ever? <laughs> and, yeah, indeed.
0: And um, and and as for the step that hit Brian, you you yeah, bloody watch yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. A, you watch I'm your gonna, step. I'm going to get
1: you, yeah. uh, Brian. Uh, uh, take care over Christmas and New Year, mate. Look after yourself and uh, get oh, get yeah.
2: yourself right there. Oh well, Merry Christmas uh, to you, Kevin. To you, Mark, and uh, to all of our our listeners. That um, you know, that you know, we look ridiculous without them. Yep. Um, so thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas and that uh, everybody's you know enjoys their family. Because sometimes at Christmas, you don't. Families have punch offs <laughs> at Christmas. Yeah, they so do. Let's hope <laughs> that yours go. Going- it's all right.
1: The good thing for you is you got a head start on how you might look after Christmas, Brian. So we'll see how you go.
2: Well, yeah, you can't have a fall once you get old. I tell you, it's no, really no, you oh. don't. Uh,
1: sayonara, boys, rock on. Happy Christmas. Take care. Merry Christmas, Mariah and Stevie Nicks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see you, boys. Oh, Stevie Nicks will be off of her ass. A
1: thrill the way we
2: were for
0: yonder breaks a new and glorious morn.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Facebook.
2: Nine, oh nine,
1: when Christ was born.